Next on BYU Sports Nation, title bout in Las Vegas. BYU basketball in a rematch of last year's NIT semifinal with Valparaiso. Valpo alum and ESPN play-by-play Adam Amin joins us to preview the Cougars and Crusaders. Oh, and you better believe there's something on the line. Plus, former BYU basketball coach Steve Cleveland on what has surprised him most about the Cougars. Swish! And BYU baseball signee Seth Corey. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision. (laughs) Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wow. Wednesday, November 23rd, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with... Swish man, Jerem Jordan. Swish! Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Swish! You know what? It's the day before the day on game day, three days before the game day. Does that make sense? Okay, so say that one more time. So it's the day before the day Uh huh. on game day, Uh huh. three days before game day. Okay. Did you catch all of that? Thanksgiving men's basketball football. I thought That's how that works, okay? That, and, and that, Super clear. Like That's like me pulling up from three and... Swish! Yes! We've already had three of those. (laughs) We're one minute and 32 seconds in. People have been responding to your tweets this morning just with random swish commentary. Swish. That's what they've been saying. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, did you hear our good buddy Larry Kraskoviak, the head coach at Utah for men's basketball, was back on his uh, soapbox about (laughs) in-state scheduling. It's a slippery soapbox. And said the following, quote, I wouldn't play BYU if I had an opportunity to at any point, but we're gonna, end quote. Now, what's funny about that is you may remember, if you've been listening to the show uh, since 2013, and if you have, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on the radio for six months. We salute you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, BYU Sports Nation was all of three months old. Uh, Larry Chris Koviak told us very clearly he didn't like the idea of playing BYU three years ago. Do you want to play BYU every year? Do I want to? Yeah. No, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a little, I've got a little bit of smarts. I mean, not, nobody really was excited about playing BYU. Here's the thing. We didn't realize how deadly serious he was about not wanting to play BYU, so much so that he would cut them an $80,000 check to not play the game. Yeah, and I didn't realize I had a cold or something. I had, like, a higher voice in 2013. That's just because it's old, I had man. A, I had yeah. a higher voice in 2013. Yeah, like, back, did, we, did we speed that up at the, all? The and digital I, copy really back concerned. in 2013 was sped up a little well, bit. Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a drop ever since on How the about that, though? Yeah. December of 2013, we and we laughed. We're like, ha! <laughs> no, I, I, he's clearly partly serious yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Holy I, cow! So not not uh, breaking news per se. This time of year, I'm thankful for Coach ADK and his eighty thousand bucks that he so generously donated to BYU athletics via the cancellation of the game with BYU basketball. It's not a lot of money, though. One of many things to ponder on Thanksgiving Day, and while we are in the holiday spirit, Jerem. Mm-hmm. Everybody should answer today's Twitter question. What's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day? Okay, so a really BYU sports related question today. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Shy Kurtz vlogs, football, food, football, 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 nap, football. I love it. I love this weekend because there are compelling games on Thursday, and then there are a bunch of college games on Friday, oh, which are fun to watch. Yes. Weekend. Yes. Formerly when Brigham played Utah. And BYU Utah State, part of Rivalry Weekend via the mothership. On ESPNU. It's not Utah, so we'll have to settle. It's Utah State. Hey, a rivalry <laughs> game in November. Uh, I'll take what I can get wah, in, in, in late wah, November. Wah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Undefeated BYU men's basketball taking on Valpo tonight in Las Vegas for Ball the MGM night. Grand Main Event Championship. Tip-off midnight Eastern on ESPN2. Listen on BYU Radio. Who's the dude that – who's the let's get ready to rumble guy, Michael? Oh, I'm trying to remember his name. I think if you use that, you owe them, so I'd be careful. I'm not doing it like – I, I can't we, say that we, phrase. No, we, we rumble ready. I think that's what we should say. No, I'm ser- I'm serious. Like there's like licensing issues. I'm, yeah, we we yeah. rumble ready. 
Hey, yeah, 80K. We need some more of that, too, apparently. <laughs> hey, we're three days away from the Cougars and Utah State Aggies in the blackout game for the regular season finale at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, Vegas produces its own set of top 25 rankings, by the way. BYU number 22 in that. The 22nd ranked Cougars? That's what we're going with. We did it! We are adopting the Las Vegas rankings. <laughs> whatever works. Herosports.com, whatever works, right? <laughs> Countdown to kickoff live at 9 Eastern time Saturday night. Watch the Cougars warm up in all black jerseys. Let's get ready to rumbly. <laughs> Good serve. Tight pass, and that'll do it. BYU of the West Coast Conference regular season champions, and they come back from two sets down to win it in five. Tenth-ranked BYU women's volleyball, yeah. as you just heard, beat LMU in five sets. Chips. Huge match Chips. last night to win the outright, not shared, outright West Coast Conference Championship because San Diego lost to Pepperdine. BYU trailed two sets to none. They lost the first two, 25-16, 25-16. I mean, they were getting the, the doors were getting blown off of BYU last night. Okay? Slim Jim. McKen- no, that, no, that's San Diego, LMU. In uh, Gersten Pavilion. Pavilion. McKenna Miller had 21 kills in the win. The Cougars will find out who and where they play in the NCAA tournament on Sunday night. Hey, congratulations. You know how I knew that was a big deal? I saw a smile on Heather Olmstead's face. She's very serious during the matches, but that smile told me everything I needed to this know. This team is funny. They have had their backs against the wall on multiple occasions, down two sets to none, and one on the road. They, they did it against Ohio State. They lost a first-team All-American and got better. How about that? What in the That's world? That's pretty crazy. Very and the cool. baseball team is in the Caribbean island of uh, Curacao. They're actually on their way right now. Last leg of the trip, Mike Littlewood tweeted a little while ago. They have a three-game series with the national team starting tomorrow. So, happy Thanksgiving from Curacao. Our last headline, uh, quite frankly, is a sobering one. Our thoughts and prayers from all of us at BYU Sports Nation are with BYU running backs coach Reno Mahe and all of his family. Reno's three-year-old daughter had an accident in their home yesterday and is currently receiving treatment at Primary Children's Hospital in Salt Lake City. So this rise and shout is 100% for the Mahe family. We are all thinking of you. Now it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Title night in Las Vegas. BYU and Valparaiso in a rematch of last year's New York City NIT semifinal. A game BYU lost in a barn burner. New York City? That's right. But now in Lost Wages. I mean Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Choose your interesting tidbit, Jerem. In fact, let's go over some of the things that go into tonight's game. The biggest game of the season, right? Yeah, it's early, but this is a big game for the Cougars. When you talk about what uh, could be on that tournament resume in March, this is one of those games. To me, this, this is the seventh biggest game of the season for BYU. So that's saying something, because there's 31 regular season games. I have St. Zaga as the top four. Mm -hmm. I have Colorado as number five. I have USC as number six. And then Valpo as number seven. So this is a big game for the Cougars. Literally, a belt, a championship belt is on the line. That's the trophy. So I think this is a nice matchup for the Cougars. It's on national television. People are watching TV a little bit more in their homes, although it is kind of late. Uh, But this is a big game for BYU. And don't forget the revenge factor, as you mentioned. This Team ended BYU season last year, but for the Lone Peak three minus Emory, you go and and uh, you know guys like Elijah Bryant, they're like, well, we weren't on that team, so it's a little bit of a different makeup. But Valpo has a new head coach, uh, same leading scorer. Alec Peters averages twenty five a game. This is a big matchup. I I like it too. BYU a seven and a half point favorite, and Ken Palm gives BYU a sixty eight percent chance to win. Spencer BYU as a seven and a half point favorite against a very good Valparaiso team that features a guy named Alec Peters who is averaging over twenty five points a game. He's top ten in scoring. I know it's early, but he's a guy that perhaps has an NBA future, right? Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk to Adam Amin coming up and uh, President Coach Cleveland about the matchup. So we go all out on game day, but I, I, I think this is an important game for BYU. BYU, I, I don't see a game in the non-conference schedule the rest of the way, seven more, that BYU can't win. I was just having that thought last B- night. Like, BYU, I, I don't think BYU is going to go 11-0, but it could happen. It really could. Wow. When that, was the last that would be time? Awesome. When was the last time? Was, was it Jimmer's year? The last time you thought, yeah, there's not really a bad matchup for BYU. Like, almost and, like the expectation is, they're, they just win. They, they win, and so I expect them to win. Yes, and this team is playing good defense. 
they're doing what BYU does offensively. Ken Pomeroy says BYU second in adjusted tempo, meaning how many possessions you get per game. 78.5. BYU had four games last year where they had 80-plus possessions. They've had 80-plus in all four this season. They're playing good defense. They're getting the rebound. They're getting out in transition. They're playing good half-court ball. They stink at threes right now, but that hasn't mattered. That makes me even more confident, though. You know who else stinks at threes? Valpo! Valpo. They're they're shooting 23% from three. What is this, me on Tuesday nights? Not good. That's bad, man. No, you're shooting better than that. Barely. (laughs) I'm a volume shooter, like Russell Westbrook. (laughs) <laughs> the point is, I feel confident in BYU's ability to match up with anyone and everyone because yes. they can score all over the court in so many different ways. And even though they have been ugh, from the three-point line, that's the best way that I can say it, they're still winning games. So what happens when they hit threes? Are they going to beat a team by 40? Yeah, it was 30 with, without them. I, I think if BYU shoots the three really well, we're going to hear a lot of this tonight. Swish! There we go. We're going to hear that. There we go. And it might go. be delayed, <laughs> but we're going to hear it. <laughs> See, and, and here's the thing. BYU's been so guard-heavy, right, for so long. Now BYU has a legit dude in the middle, which brings our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Eric Meek is one of three players nationally to average 20 and 10. That is 20-plus points and 10-plus boards a game. Three, that's it. Alec Peters is 25 and nine. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's legit. He might be the only guy in that category. What a matchup tonight between I uh, like it. a couple of star players, two undefeated teams early in the season for uh, an early season championship. I love the, uh, the two, context. Two high mid-majors, if you will. Yeah. High, or high majors as opposed to mid. Our conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What is your favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day? Perhaps it's... Sports in general, being able to watch BYU basketball and football over the Thanksgiving holiday, send in your responses, hashtag BYUSN. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94 says, reflection, family, food, and obviously the shouldn't be as competitive as it actually is, Turkey Bowl. Classic, yeah. And we will have a uh, show tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day, so uh, come hang out. Some of the best uh, interviews from the recent past. A best of BYU Sports Nation. Coming up, ESPN play-by-play announcer Adam Amin joins us. He's a Valpo grad. What's his take on the game tonight? Plus, Steve Cleveland. How does he think Eric Mika has improved? Has there any been anything that has surprised him? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, and our conversation is jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN to answer. What is your favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day? Super simple. We want to know. Men's basketball plays tonight against Valparaiso. As we mentioned, a rematch of the NIT semifinal, which ended BYU season last year. Uh, it's midnight Eastern tonight. So a late one. ESPN2, BYU Radio. Check it out. At Cisco Rue tweets in. His favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day, specific to this year, says, it will be celebrating the BYU or BYU hoisting the championship belt tonight. You could say the BYU. The BYU. Yeah. The I, BYU. I like that. The B.Y.U. Joining us now in Studio B, President Coach Steve Cleveland, former BYU basketball coach, uh, now a uh, weekly part of our show as we're in the middle of basketball season. Coach, nice to have you back. President ha- Coach Cleveland. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Good to be here. BYU is a seven and a half point favorite, as Jaron pointed out in the opening segment. Ken Pomeroy gives the Cougars a 68% chance to win against a team that has a guy like Alec Peters who's averaging 25-9. and nine. I mean, this, is a, this is a good Valpo team. What do you think about the, the line and the percent chance that's given to BYU to win tonight? I think that's based upon a couple of things. One, BYU's improved ability to defend. Uh, the fact that it's an inside-out game and that they're pounding that thing inside and scoring in the game that they had on Monday night, they scored 60-plus points inside, uh, which is incredible. So <laughs> those are things that I think travel well, and, uh, and I think that's why they're the favorite. They've had some losses to graduation, as BYU has as well. But I just like the maturity of this team and the sense and purpose that they're playing with. When you're undefeated, everything's great, and then you look for something that you can do better, right? That's the three-point shooting for BYU right now. But you don't see it as – as much of a concern maybe as, as me. Why is that? You know, I think sometimes you can fall in love with that shot, and then, and then all of a sudden that becomes the first option rather than the second option. 
And I think that the fact that they're struggling a little bit, we know they have good shooters. But if you fall in love with that shot early and you take that on the road, you can't win on the road. You get That's where you get upset when you should win. I think inside out is where it happens. I, I feel like Eric Mika and Yoli Childs and all of them inside who have such a a force inside, it opens things up for the threes. And that's that's not the way that BYU has normally played. It's it's off the dribble. You know, you think about the great three-point shooters here. Everything's off the dribble. Here we see Mika defending, and that's another thing that we haven't had is to be able to defend in the post. Steve Cleveland with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU and Valpo tonight, midnight Eastern time on ESPN2. How would you improve three-point shooting, Coach? What, what would you recommend for these guys? Is it, is it the uh, shot selection, don't do it off dribble, maybe uh, demand a double and get it back? What, what would you recommend for these guys? I would always emphasize one more pass. Feet squared, ready to shoot it, rather than taking threes off the dribble. <clears throat> Every player out there is different. Nick Emery may be a better three-point shooter off the dribble than maybe T.J. Hawes. And each, the coaching staff knows. I, I think you don't talk about it a lot, to be honest with you. You just reps, reps, mm-hmm. reps. You encourage them. When they're open and they take good shots, they need to know that was a great shot. Don't worry about it. Take that same shot the next time you have it. Now, let's not forget about time and score. Now, if it's two minutes to go, you know, you're going to, as a coach, you're going to say, hey, listen, right now let's go inside and take the three on the way back out, feet squared. So time and score is important. But confidence is everything in this game. And I think that's why BYU right now is playing with so much confidence is that they know that they're defending better and they know that everything starts inside. They've got control of the game. It's kind of how Valpo plays as well. Have you seen anything in the two exhibitions and now the four regular season games that BYU basketball have played that has surprised you? That, they, that everybody is committed inside to getting the ball inside. A, a team that has been perimeter-oriented for the last six, seven, eight years. And they've bought into that, and that's, a, that's due to the coaching staff, and obviously they're talking about that. But I think they're seeing the rewards of that. I think the other thing that surprised me is that LJ Rose would rebound the ball like he has from the point guard position. <laughs> All of a sudden he's a triple-double threat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ten in the first when, you, when you get ten rebounds from your point guard position, it tells you this. Number one, he's going to the glass. Excuse me. Most teams will send their two guard back for transition defense, and the point guard will pick up the ball. That's that's how you defend in transition. He's going to get in the rebound first, and if they happen to get it, he's there. So I think that's one of the things that surprised me. You know, and I, we knew that coming in that he was a very cerebral player. He was a leadership guy, good in the locker room, but I didn't see that part of his game. Yeah, absolutely, and he's been, we've talked about this, but we've seen it play out a little more uh, since we last talked to you with Saturday and Monday's game. He's the perfect injection of uh, leadership and unselfishness because there are plenty of shooters, but for him to be on this team, it's been a huge boost for the Cougars, so much that I look at the rest of the non-conference schedule and I go, there's not a game BYU shouldn't, shouldn't, they should win every game the rest of the way. I I have one thought on that. I think, too, with the slow progression of Elijah, his injury, and trying to get confidence in himself and what he's doing, having LJ here has, has been a big help. Oh, and I man. agree with you. On paper, you look at that, and if they, they're going to have a chance to win every game. You know, you're right. Sometimes you get on a road and things just don't go well, or somebody gets unusually hot and starts making threes like Valpo did last year in the NIT. I think that this team has the ability to have great success in the preseason. I don't think we're going to see the hiccups on the road with teams that they came in and, you know, they had a cold night shooting and all of a sudden it impacted the game. Those kinds of games are not going to impact wins and losses this year for BYU. BYU has been so impressive, uh, not just in the paint, but when they get physical and they get fouled, they're making free throws. And uh, that uh, will help a coach sleep easy because you're going to win a lot of games <laughs> if you make free throws. Well, especially when your bigs are making free throws. Yes. And, and you know, it, it's, it's one thing for your, your good shooting guards to make free throws. But when you're pounding that thing inside as much as they are and they are getting fouled and they're such aggressive rebounders, they're going to get fouled. Um, you just take it and you're happy for it and you don't talk about it. <laughs> just, keep, <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing uh, because – they're going to get the most touches early on. And, uh, and I, I know it with Nick and TJ, I've watched them practice and play a little bit in games to know that 
they can take over a game. And don't think for a moment that that's not going to happen. Regardless of what we're doing inside out, they're both capable of doing that. This matchup with Valpo is interesting. I, I called it in, uh, the seventh best game on BYU's schedule. I think it's a, a good game, a resume-building kind of game. What do you think of uh, what this game could do for BYU in March, maybe? I think when you look at Coastal Carolina, Valpo, Princeton, those are all three teams that are projected to possibly win their conferences. When you, win, when you beat someone, whether it's on a neutral floor or it doesn't matter, that is a, that's going to help their resume. And I think that when, that's what I looked at. First of all, I thought, hey, Coastal Carolina, I know they got blown out, but they are a pretty good team. And in their league, they have a chance to win that league. Princeton, the same thing, same thing in the Horizon League with, uh, with Valpo. So those are, uh, you know, opportunities for them to, to go up, and not only in the rankings, but in all the RPI. Was Valparaiso in your mission boundaries as a mission? No, player? you know what? It was uh, just northwest in, in around Geary. I was hoping it would be. And it wasn't, but uh, we had a lot of Valpo fans actually because they had been so successful. Then Butler, you a Butler fan or a Valpo fan, and then you had IU and Purdue. You had a lot of good basketball there. That is good hoops, man. <laughs> Absolutely, you went to the perfect mission for you, man. That was inspired. I knew it before. I know it more now. Coach, when BYU gets on the road, and this is their first trip away from the Marriott Center, common logic would suggest that. We're not going to shoot the ball as well, and uh, we might have some struggles, and there's going to be a learning curve away from the comforts of your own home gym. Didn't see that a ton with a 30-point win uh, against a St. Louis team that's not very good this year, but what do, you, what do you expect from BYU once they really get out on the road consistently uh, with this type of team? Are, are you concerned? Are you expecting a drop-off at some point? You know what, I, I think that depending on who the opponent is, there's more challenges. But I think what happens right now is you instill confidence in your players. First of all, you need to have routines. And uh, I, I think there are times to have fun on the road at team-building opportunities. But they, they know what they're going to do. I think the more confident you are on, hey, you know what, this is where we're going to sleep. This is when we're going to eat. This is when we have our shoot-around. This is what we do. That culture is established with young players. They, that takes some of the nerves away. And then just great preparation. And I can tell you, this coaching staff has an attention to detail. And so there's going to be great preparation. I look at these games, and this is not really a true road game, okay? They don't play one of those until conference play, where they're going to actually play in an opponent's gym. So there will be a bit of an adjustment there. But I think what's happening right now is that just all the little things they do that actually leads up to the game. Coaches told me that they're playing with a different Nike ball. They're trying out a new ball. And, it, and it's, I don't know if it's slippery or it just feels differently. But those are important things. I can remember going to Auburn, Cliff Ellis playing there one time and, and having our shoot around and then coming to the game and having completely different balls. Oh, oh really? <laughs> oh, no. ah, yes. nice you know, clip. No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm suggesting that might happen in the WCC. <laughs> but you, ne- you need to be prepared for those things. But I think the more confident they are, and I think right now the reason they're playing with so much confidence is because they're, you know, hanging their hat on garden people, rebounding, getting inside, shooting free throws. That's a formula for winning on the road. This is a championship ball and something that maybe BYU hasn't played as much. It's been more... Volume offense, good enough defense. So this is exciting, an exciting time. For I don't think confidence will ever be an issue with this team. Yeah, you know what? I, I think that's true. But sometimes you can get false confidence. But especially for younger players like Yoli, Giles, Elijah, who hasn't played in a year. LJ is confident. He, he's a veteran than the others. But there are some that are going to come. In the ground. I look at uh, Davin Quinn. We watched him in practice, and he was really good in practice. And then the lights came on, and he struggled a little bit. But him coming in that game right there, they are going to need that young man to guard somebody that's 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, when TJ or Nick or others are in tr- foul trouble. He can come in and give help. So that game for, for him is a confidence builder. And I'm not talking about the confidence of the entire team, but if there's two or three you can bring along, you're going to make them better down the road. Cleves Land in Studio B. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for the time. You bet. Great to Happy be with Thanksgiving. you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving to both of you. And what is your favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day? We want to know, BYU Sports Nation, send in your Twitter responses using the hashtag BYUSN at Greg Rosenhan says, Turkey Bowl. This year I will be Kainakua and lead in interceptions. <laughs> Coming up, BYU baseball's new recruit, Seth Corey. But first, Adam Amin, the Valpo alum and ESPN play-by-play man, joins us. What happens if BYU beats Valpo tonight? There is something on the line. Mm, yes. 
Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast, as always, on BYU TV. It's the Cougars and Aggies, the regular season finale for BYU football coming up Saturday night. Get a nap, get a blanket, and some uh, earmuffs if you're at the BYU uh, game because it's going to be a late one. Utah State and BYU countdown to kickoff starts at 9 Eastern time. Watch the Cougars warm up in the all-black unis. It's going to be dope. Third time BYU has worn the all-black combination. Can't wait. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball takes on Valparaiso tonight in Las Vegas for the MGM Grand Main Event Championship. There is a belt associated with this game. It's a heavyweight title. Tip off midnight Eastern on ESPN2. You can listen on BYU Radio. Yeah, I'm getting a nap as well for this one tonight. We are three days away, as mentioned, from BYU and Utah State in the regular season finale. Watch the Cougars warm up in all black uh, for countdown to kickoff coming up Saturday night. There you go. Volleyball next. Good serve. Tight pass. And that'll do it. BYU of the West Coast Conference regular season champions. And they come back from two sets down to win it in five. Volleyball great broadcaster Paul Sunderland on the call for ESPNU last night. His 10th-ranked BYU beat LMU in five sets. They trailed two sets to none. Come back and win the final three to take the outright West Coast Conference championship. McKenna Miller had 21 kills in that victory. The Cougars find out who and where they play in the NCAA tournament on Sunday night. The baseball team is flying, as we speak, to the Caribbean island of Curacao. For a three-game series with the national team starting tomorrow. Very cool. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is play-by-play specialist for ESPN, Adam Amin. And uh, Adam, according to Jerem Jordan's rankings, I believe you are currently the 17th most famous alum from Valpo. Behind, of course, Ginger Z, Lloyd McClendon, and Ruben Kahn. I, I, I totally buy Ginger Z. I totally buy Lloyd. Well, what a Ruben Kahn? Come on. <laughs> you guys are I thought I thought I had at least the step on Rubes, but uh, apparently you're plus, not. You're up one this week <laughs> in the Balpo Power well, Rangers. Yeah, I want to see. I want to. I want to see Jerem Jordan's big board. All right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the board. I want to hear the logic. Okay. I better. I need to see some kind of article written about defending this. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly upset, but I guess it just means I have to work harder. It's released on Fridays. Uh, <laughs> last night at Mullet Patrol, who patrols mullets, naturally, tweeted the following <laughs> to you last night. Got a take on BYU basketball versus Valpo tomorrow? You responded, I'll talk about it on BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. So here we are. It's the main event tonight in Vegas in a, in a place where some great fights have taken place, and here we are with the Crusaders and Cougars. What's your take on BYU Valpo tonight, Adam? You know, I think uh, I think you got heavyweights. If you want to go, go that far, I think we got a couple of heavyweights in this one. And I I really look at Alec Peters, and I know that's the first guy that most people think about when it comes to Valpo basketball, and understandably so. The guy's going to end up likely being the all-time leading scorer in the history of the program. But uh, I think we've got a couple of heavyweights. I think Eric Micah played really, really well. Uh, I'm impressed by what I see. He's obviously got a, a ton of skill at 6'10 and a lot of size. And I think with, with Peters at 6'9, he's 235 pounds, and you know he can play multiple positions in the in the backcourt, but he can step into the front court. And you guys saw it last year. You guys understand the type of skill set that he has. And you know, when they needed a big play against Alabama the other night, he was the guy that they leaned on. And that's been the case. That's that's typically been the case uh, over the course of these last, I would say, almost 24 months, really. They they can lean on him about as much as anybody on the floor. And that's, you know, I think it's fitting that in Vegas you got a couple of heavyweights going at it tonight. Adam Amin of ESPN with us, uh, previewing his alma mater, Valparaiso, against BYU tonight. Our alma mater. Our alma mater. Well. That, that is right. We'll get into the uh, the potential uh, something on the line wager here, here yeah. <laughs> in just a moment. Hey, Adam, you, you bring up Alec Peters, and he's averaging over 25 points a game. Is there a defense that can slow him down? I think scout-wise, you know, he's still working on – on the, on the step to the left, I feel like that's the one thing that's kind of stuck out on tape. But really, the, he is, I think, as skilled as just about any major backcourt player that we have in college basketball. And I keep calling him a backcourt player because I think he's got a guard skill set, and I think he could play a two. 
if they wanted him to at the next level. But I think he's the perfect, really the perfect three, and he can be a mismatch, or he can go down low and play the four. But all that being said, I think his skill set really is, and I don't say this as a biased Valpo grad. I say this as a guy who watches a lot of college basketball, who has been watching this kid specifically for the last three years. And I just feel like there's so much more to him than maybe he's even let on. I think his skill set is so much higher than a lot of players we're going to see. He's starting to, to develop himself into somebody who really could be a first-round draft pick because at that position in the NBA, especially with teams going a little bit smaller, a little bit faster, a little bit more skilled at the three and the four, I feel like his skill set is about as good as just about anybody in college basketball, and his versatility probably sticks out as much as anybody's as well. He has been a little bit more turnover-prone in the early part of the season. That's one thing that... I think he does need to make sure he, he stays clean with. His turnover rate was a lot lower the last couple of years. So other than that, I think his skill set is just about as good as anybody's. Valpo doesn't have uh, a dude on the roster or coaching with the last name Drew. What's up with that? Yeah, this, this was a, a big transitional period. And this was, I think, a major reason why Matt Lottick got the job. And, and he was a key cog in the coaching staff the last couple of years. And to have familiarity with the program, to be somebody who has been through these fires with Bryce Drew on the sideline and to see exactly how this school kind of works. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I feel like it's it's very similar with what you guys have at BYU and Dave. I mean, 12 years he's been there, I think, right, at this Mm -hmm. point. So, you know, there's a a culture. There's a certain type of player, obviously, you get. There's a certain, certain type of student that you get at BYU, and it's the same at Valpo. It's, uh, there's a certain type of player, character, student that you want at that school. And I think a big reason why it's been successful the last few years for, for Valpo has been that culture. And Matt was probably the right guy for this job. I, I know there was a lot of speculation about going out and getting somebody else, maybe going to Notre Dame and, and plucking one of the assistants. But I, I think Matt was the right guy for this job because of that culture. And as much as we miss having a Drew on the sidelines, and, you know, heck, I, I, I still see all three guys. Homer still does basketball games on TV, on ESPN3 and things like that. I'll see Bryce when I'm covering the SEC this year, and I've covered Baylor a handful of times as well with Scott. You know, you understand what type of guys they are and what type of culture they want at their programs, and I think Matt was the perfect guy to fill that role for Valpo. Follow him on the Twitter machine at Adam Amin, ESPN play-by-play announcer, and also longtime Chicago Cubs fan. So uh, congratulations on that as yeah, well, Adam. Nice. You know, it was, uh, I, I appreciate you guys checking in. I, I got a, a couple messages from you guys after they had won, and, you know, it was an emotional time for my dad. You know, my dad came to the United States in 1978, the winter of 1978. He became a baseball fan. He was a cricket player in Pakistan. Came to the United States, started watching Cubs games on local television because that was all that was on between shifts at work. So that's what he would watch, and he became a Cubs fan and watched some terrible Cubs teams until 1984. <laughs> they, they, won, they finally won a division championship, and he was locked in for life. And uh, when I was born a couple of years later, I was pretty much hooked in. So uh, that was a pretty emotional night for, for my dad and I about a month and a half ago, or uh, earlier this month, I guess, three weeks ago. It won't be as emotional, but there's something on the line tonight uh, between you and I, or us and you, uh, with BYU and Valpo. So how about this? Whoever wins tonight, the other has to wear the other's uh, T-shirt, right? So you would, you would have to tweet out a pic, or we will wear Valpo shirts on the show. Deal? This is, this is a bold, bold move by you gentlemen, which I certainly appreciate your willingness to do such things, and I am all in for it, my friend. <laughs> yeah. it is, uh, yeah. Let's go. Yes. All in. Let's, let's make yeah. it happen. I, I'll, I'll live up to it if, uh, if BYU gets its revenge tonight. I will uh, proudly post a photo of, uh, of uh, my very slick, by the way, BYU Sports Station t-shirt. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Excellent. We're not planning on buying a Valpo shirt, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey Adam, you guys need uh, me to send you guys. Do you need me to send you guys a shirt, or are you guys going to take care of yourselves, or we'll, what? We'll take care of it. Or we could just have ESPN take care of it. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure they approve of the, uh, of the of this type of wagering on uh, on various radio shows across the country. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, Adam. You brought it hard today, man. Uh, I think you're going to move up the power rankings uh, in terms of hey, we'll Valpo see. alums. Released Friday.
Guys, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to assume anything. I'm. Uh, I'm just going to take it one plate at a time, and uh, and the good Lord willing, uh, everything will work itself out. Was that all right to quote Bull Durham? I felt like quoting Bull Durham this morning. <laughs> that's, yes, that's absolutely okay, Adam. We appreciate the time uh, amidst your busy schedule. Always a pleasure, boys. Adam Amin on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. It's going to be fun uh, seeing Adam in a BYU Sports Nation shirt tweeted nationally to all of his many followers. Well, little does he know that we're going to blow that up so that not just his thousands of national followers see it, but our thousands of national <laughs> followers see it again and again and again. That'll be fun. So no pressure, Kooks. Get it done in Vegas, please. <laughs> please. We don't want to buy or wear Valpo t-shirts. No. <laughs> Crusader gear, no. Hey, Jerem, you know what? I'm rooting for you tonight. Are you? Yes. That's very kind Specifically of you. in our going for two picks. Mm. Can you predict the future? No. These guys think they can. Nope. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> all right, I'm going to move through mine really quickly that's here. That's nice of you because I'm not rooting for you at all. Because I, that's fine. I, <laughs> I, I want you to, to be competitive. Up. I want you to be competitive oh, here. Now it's condescending. <laughs> I thought it was kind. Now it's condescending. <laughs> okay, so uh, for those that aren't aware of what happens here, Jeremy and I make Spencer two predictions. Gets correct predictions, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Before every BYU basketball and football game, we call it going for two. I am fourteen and fourteen on the season. Exactly mediocre. Five hundred, yeah. which has been my goal. Okay, these pr- these predictions are uh, bold in nature. Uh, I'm four and three in basketball after two for two. I've I've correctly picked my last four. So I've, I've got a streak going here as well. It's pretty good. Number one, I say BYU will hold Valparaiso star Alec Peters under his season average of 25 points. Mm. He will not. He'll score, but he will not score more than his season average. Okay. Okay? I'm not sure how bold it is. But hey, okay. Okay. Hey, okay. he's one of the best players in the game, right? He only scored 15 against BYU in the NIT semifinal. That was context. last year. Different player this year. And Similar player. People graduated. He's the guy. He has more. She's taken more shots than he did last year. Mm-hmm. So there you Swish! go. Number two, LJ Rose will have more points than assists. Just pass the rock, LJ. Don't worry about shooting tonight. Like He's the... averaging more assists than points per game. That's awesome. I think probably he will good score, for this team. He will score more points tonight yeah. than he will have assists. Okay, Eric Mika will not have a twenty ten. He averages twenty one and eleven. I nailed the other night that he had twenty ten. He's not going to have a twenty ten. What does that mean? That means he yes. he, he will have less. He'll, he'll than have less. Yeah, sorry. Okay. What I mean by that is he'll have less than twenty ten. Okay. okay, okay. And BYU win by eight or less. I actually want to change that to seven or less because the line moved. Se- it's it's seven or less. Okay. Ooh. Because the line's seven and a half now. It was eight Are you and sure? A half. I'll give you another point. Okay, let's do eight or less. Okay, eight or less. <laughs> Graphic says eight or less. I'll give you that okay, extra point. Like or, I said, I want... BYU will win by eight or less. So it's, if BYU loses, I don't get it. Life is it's, better. BYU has to win, but by less than. Life is better, and our predictions With are better gravy. when you oh, when yeah. you are closer, to it, when it's more competitive. It, Jerem needs two for two tonight. I, you're, it's like... Yeah, that's condescending. <laughs> you're, t- you're trying to be nice, but it's veiled in the tin foil of regret. <laughs> in the tin foil of regret. <laughs> it went super deep on the di- on Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It was, your intentions are good. That is funny. I think. What's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day? Send in your tweets. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around and BYU baseball signee Seth Corey. He can throw a baseball really a hard. Baller. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out the day before the day, three days before game day. Yeah. Did I get that it's right? A, well, it's, it's, it's the day before the day, game day, three days before game day. Oh, gotcha. That covers all okay. of our bases. There you go. Hey, after further review, if you missed it last night, where were you? But there's a replay at 1 Eastern time coming up in 16 minutes from now. Also, at McMinn5 uh, just tweeted, Veiled in the tinfoil of regret, going for two challenge. It's a picture from signs of uh, tinfoil uh, hats. Uh, <laughs> on, uh, I can't remember the, that actor's name. Who's that actor? I'm, I'm, I need I, to look. I, I need to see. I can't remember. Who, who, My bad. This is, this is now awkward. <laughs> well, we got to figure it he out was now, in, right? He was in Walk the Line. He's super weird. Oh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Thank you. Joaquin Thank you. Phoenix. Yes. He's been out of the loop for so long i forgot his name <laughs> joe quinn <laughs> joe quinn i think he plays for the uh knicks now 
Our Twitter question today, what's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Utes are so evil. That is the Twitter handle. And that made it on the show. Being grateful that I'm not a Utah fan. Aren't we all? Oh, boy. Okay. Yikes. Oh, okay. okay. It always comes down to that. (laughs) Joining us now, our third guest of the day, BYU baseball signee Seth Corey. Seth, welcome to Studio B and BYU Sports Nation. Glad to be here. Thank you, guys. Okay, if you had 15 seconds to tell a baseball fan what you do and what you're good at, what would you say? Um, throw baseball really hard. <laughs> then my tease was right. I said, yeah, this guy that's can throw I, baseball that, really hard. Yeah. Congratulations on signing with BYU, by the way. Thank uh, you. That was just a few days ago. Uh, it's, it's funny because you sign and we're like, sweet, do you play in January? It's, you'll actually play for Lone Peak. You're a senior in high school and then the next year. So yeah. what's, what's it like to, to get excited for it? But it is a little ways away, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a long ways away, but still something to definitely look forward to. It's exciting. Why did you ultimately pick BYU and playing for Coach Mike Littlewood? Um, you know, number one, it's close to home. Number two, I love Coach Littlewood and I love Coach Herring, Coach Pratt, all of them. They're, they're my favorite guys ever. I chose them for sure. That's the biggest reason why I came here is because Coach Littlewood, he's the man. He is the man. Is. We like him as well. Uh, describe your game uh, in, in baseball. What, what do you do well? What are some of your pitches? What's your, uh, uh, what do you top out at in your fastball? Yeah, so fastball, top out at 95. Ooh, okay. Okay, you can throw a baseball very hard. <laughs> you were yeah. lying. <laughs> and then I have curveball and then changeup, just those three pitches. And, and you, we know you play, uh, you play a little football as well. So tell us, tell us uh, about, I guess you tore your ACL a year ago and then you actually came back this season. Yeah, so I tore my ACL in the quarterfinal game last year against Roy. And, you know, I put it off until actually the quarterfinal game of – this year against Jordan, and I came back and played. How does that? How, how does that happen? Hey, can you come back and play in the playoffs? Yeah, well, uh, they were trying to get me to come back earlier in the season too. The coaches were and stuff. You know, I kind of just put it off. You know, not worth it and stuff. But then I finally decided. You know, I want to do what I want to do, and I love football. So I just they said you have a spot open. So I was like, all right, awesome. I want to go. I want to come play. And you started in the state championship game. Yeah, at safety. So, so what was that like? Because I know uh, there's some there's some hard times uh, recovering from an ACL injury. Yeah, well, it was fun, and I knew I would be fine because I mean it was a year until I got until I got hurt before, so I knew I'd be fine. It was just wanted to go out and have fun. You know, Mike Littlewood is uh, he's not going to let you just wander over to the football field at BYU, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that. <laughs> he, yeah, he he's had guys actually flip. To baseball, that's the funny thing. Yeah. So uh, Jacob Hanneman, of course, and he actually he actually lost a first baseman, Cole Willstead. Cole Willstead. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So he's he's experienced both sides of that. Yeah. yeah don't cause him any nightmares. <laughs> uh, I, won't, I won't. Trust me, I won't. <laughs> Seth Corey, recent BYU baseball signing, just told us he can throw a ninety-five mile an hour fastball. He is uh, a year away from playing at BYU. What is Mike Littlewood and uh, Coach Pratt and all of that staff like as? Re- what are they like as recruiters? Uh, you know, I spent most of my time with Coach Herring. And oh, okay, Coach yeah. Herring. He's Brent, the, Brent's a, g- a great guy, too. Oh, yeah, he's a man. And, you know, when I came here for my official and stuff, like, they were really nice. Like, And I've known a lot all these coaches, like, before before I started looking into BYU, I was really close with a few of them. And, you know, they're awesome dudes, and I loved the process. Last year, the mustache mafia was a big deal. So how's your mustache <laughs> game? Should that uh, be part of the program? Uh, I was actually pretty good during football. I was growing it out, you know, and then <laughs> we lost, and then I decided I actually shaved it a couple of days ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you well. could be presentable. Uh, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wise choice. Do you have a, a favorite pro baseball player that you kind of emulate and, and pattern your game after? If so, who is it? Um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know him, but uh, his name's Matt Moore. He's a pitcher for the – left-handed pitcher for the Giants. I, I know yeah. who Matt Moore is, yes. I paid. I followed baseball pretty closely when I was working in uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, for a number of years. So I yeah, that's yeah. actually really surprising. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm aware of the the Giants staff and covered Sergio Romo when he was playing okay. at uh, Mesa, Mesa State, Mesa State yeah. now Colorado Mesa University. He's with the Giants as well. Yeah. So yeah, random that. Yes, I do know why. Why is it that uh, you pattern your game after him? Um, I feel like we're just really similar, just in everything we do. Our fastball, our curveball, changeup, mechanics, just everything. We're just – I'm really similar to him. 
There you go. That's that's a good dude to be patterned after. What's the reaction of uh, at Lone Peak High School since you're still there of yeah. uh, what the Lone Peak Three are doing at BYU with BYU basketball right now? Yeah, it's awesome. I got a chance to watch them when they're at Lone Peak, obviously, and watch them win that national championship. And you know, it's pretty cool. All of my friends, like we've been watching them, and a couple of my friends are really good friends with TJ's family and stuff. And we're just really excited that they're at Lone Peak doing good, and we we love going to the games. We're gonna go to a lot of games this year as buddies. Who's the most famous Lone Peak alum? Ooh. Frank Jackson. Okay. Definitely. Frank Jackson. So Justin Hamilton's played in the NBA, but Frank Jackson at Duke, he's the guy, right? Yeah, I'd say in the past five years, definitely Frank. The one that got away. <laughs> he, he's at Duke now. Rats. Uh, hey, you know what? BYU's uh, still got a pretty good product on is the Duke floor. Is Duke even oh, good yeah. at basketball? You know, I, I, is, is Coach K even that good? Um, questions no one's asked. Hey, let's uh, finish up with our Twitter question. Um, what is your favorite part or favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day? It's hard. Hold on. <laughs> this is the and toughest dad's, question we've asked. in studio, so he's like, there's a thing, and we always do it as a family, and you got to remember it. Probably being with the family and then the stuffing. The stuffing. I love yeah. stuffing. Okay. okay. Stuffing's about. incredible. That'll push your fastball up to 96. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> it's, not a, it's, a, it's a natural performance enhancer, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> stuffing. Yeah. yeah. What do you attribute to success? Uh, the stuffing, stuffing. I on Thanksgiving Day. It's March. What? Hey, uh, Seth, congratulations on signing with BYU. Looking forward to having you in uh, a BYU uniform. And best of luck at uh, Lone Peak in your final season. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Seth Corey, BYU baseball signee up next. The Cougar Whip Around gets you up to date on anything and everything you may have missed. I was expecting Steph Curry, but that was he was still really good. Yeah, oh yeah. I cannot believe you joined the basketball team. Katie, just because I'm wearing basketball shorts doesn't mean I'm on the team. I'm never going to see you anymore. Why not? You're always going to be at practices or games. I'm not on the team. Why are you lying to me? I'm not lying. Hey, Jake. Hey. He was my neighbor. Gear so legit, they'll think you're on the team. BYU Store. Game Day Promos helps BYU build the Cougar brand with customized promotional items. Blankets, flashlights, balls, almost anything really. To increase fan loyalty and team support. Businesses can do the same thing. Carefully selecting items that Game Day Promos can customize with any brand. The result? Gifts to reward customers. Licensed promotional product vendor for BYU. Game Day Promos. Beyond sports, beyond expectations. Living at Trio is not about retirement. It's about fun. It was so different from everything we'd been taught to expect about senior living. I was delighted when we came and they had these raised gardens. Just love it here. I wish more people knew about Trio. Learn more at btrio.com. Today on Trick, we tackle the world of sports. You see, magicians and athletes have a lot in common. Apart from our peak physical condition, we also rely on skill, training, and the seemingly impossible. See, that's why it works. People love magic because deep down, we all want to be tricked. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Flash! It's time for the Cougar Whiparound. Men's basketball. BYU plays Valparaiso tonight in Vegas for the MGM Grand Main Event Championship. Tip-offs at midnight Eastern. Get a nap. It's on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Football. Three days away from the Cougars and Utah State Aggies, an in-state rivalry to close out the regular season at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Countdown to kickoff starts at 9 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. The all-black uniforms on display. And Vegas produces its top 25 rankings and has the Cougars at number 22. BYU's in the top 25! Volleyball. 10th-ranked BYU beat LMU in five sets last night, overcoming a two-sets-to-none deficit to win the outright West Coast Conference Championship for a second consecutive season. McKenna Miller, the freshman, had 21 kills. Cougars find out who and where they will play in the NCAA tournament during Selection Sunday. 
Baseball is on its way to the Caribbean island of Curacao, and we're in Provo for a three-game series with the national team starting tomorrow. Cougars overseas. Kyle Collinsworth, that big rusher five because that's his Twitter handle, had four points, seven rebounds, and four assists for the Texas Legends in Reno. He plays in Salt Lake City tonight at 9 Eastern. Nice. Softball. I believe uh, tickets are four bucks if you go through BYU. Wow. And BYU signed six players for the 2018 team, three infielders, two catchers, a pitcher, and a partridge in a pear tree. Thanksgiving special tomorrow, including Between the Lions with Olympian Kate Hansen. We revisit some of our top interviews, including one of our all-time favorites with Steve, Steve Young. Young. Yeah, Holy cow, that was fun. When Jerem teased Steve for his uh, whistle-tooth impersonation of yeah. Ty Detmer. Yeah. I don't, always, <laughs> I don't always make fun of Pro Football Hall of Famers, but on tomorrow's show I will. <laughs> so all, an all-timer. An all-timer. Today's and, rise. And, and, Walking and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need it most DexterLaw.com. Women's volleyball, 10th in the country, lost a first team All-American in Alexa Gray, and they got better. What, how about that coaching job by that staff? Heather Olmstead and that staff. Very nice. What is your favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Shay Lawrence says Turkey Bowl, Lions football, overeating nap turkey sandwiches on leftover rolls. What's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day? I like stuffing, gravy. I like I like uh, just the relaxing, hanging with family, eating food, watching football. Like that's my favorite thing of all time. You know what's funny with the chaos of Christmas and presents and like how like that is a fun holiday. But for me, like this time of year, Thanksgiving has quickly become my favorite holiday because of, like you said, the relaxing nature. Yeah. Eating food, oh, yeah. just chilling, watching football, nowhere to be. Just chill. And I'm not going to go out and Black hey. Friday shop. Like, no. I'm just going to stay home oh. and watch football. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, you shop on Thanksgiving Day? Gotta get those Maybe deals. At night. Gotta get those deals. Yeah. Amazon, bro. Yeah. Amazon. I, I give thanks and then I uh, thank people. Online. Online shopping will solve all of your problems on Black Friday. Sure. <laughs> thanks to all of our guests today. Are we going to do the elite tweet? Yes, we are. Our elite tweet it's of the day elite. from at Educator Jones. It's actually elite. The best of episode of BYU Sports Nation. That's of course. what I'm talking about. Thanks to our guests, Steve Cleveland, Adam Amin, and Seth Corey, not Steph Curry. Show on demand, BYSM.com, audio podcast on iTunes. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Alan Pollard. We're back to work tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Swish!